Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike, and it's an honor to welcome you here to North Star this morning as we wrap up the Voice of God series. And let's pray that God's voice sounds better than mine. That's the one thing we'll all agree on this morning. It's been some allergies and some junk going on, but we are gonna go. So get out your notes, go to your North Star app. It's the best way to follow along. Today we wrap up, we've talked about how he speaks through his spirit. We talked about how he speaks through the, the, uh, his word last week. Here's what I want you to write at the top of your outline. If you're taking notes or you're thumbing them in today, I want you to write this down. <clears throat> God is always speaking and he's looking for a way to get to me. Would you write that down? God is always speaking, and he's looking for a way to get to me. There have been seasons in my life where he used his word, boom, it was what I needed. There have been other seasons, boy, you feel that Holy Spirit pulling you, speaking to those quiet places in your heart, and then there's been those seasons where God used somebody at the right time, at the right place to give me exactly what I needed if I was in a place to hear it. I think for so many of us, we insulate ourselves. We don't put people around us that are godly, that God can use to pour into our lives. God is wanting to speak to you. And here's the phrase I want you to write down that we're gonna to refer to a lot this morning. He uses the body to bless the body, right? So if you go through the New Testament, you'll see Paul referring to the church as the body of Christ. He uses the body to bless the body. He will use others at points in our lives to give us exactly what we need. You listen to the passage Lexi just read for us. As, as all that began to transpire in the book of Acts, you found Paul and Simon Peter, God using them in huge ways to be a blessing for others. So today... As we wrap up this series, huge piece of our journey with God, let's pray and ask him to speak to us, would you? Father, today, use your word. God, use your Holy Spirit. Use my lips, my horrific voice. God, to communicate your voice. And God, when we leave here today, may we not remember necessarily where we sat. God, may we not remember every song maybe, but God, may we remember that we heard from you loud and clear. God, for a few short minutes this morning, would you put our to-do list to the side? Would you put our email and text on silent, and all the business of Monday, let it stay on Monday. Have our ears, have our hearts, and have our minds, and speak to us today. And Father, I pray this now, in Jesus' name, amen. 
as God uses others to speak to us, we learn a couple principles. Ready? Principle number one is this. Their words will encourage me to serve Jesus and grow in his likeness. When God uses others in your life, God will use them to encourage you to serve the Lord and look like Jesus. I want you to write down a word, ready? And the word is edify, E-D-I-F-Y, edify. Many times those words call out something in you. I remember I was 17 years old. I was on a student retreat my, I guess it would have been this, the, my senior year in Gatlinburg, Tennessee with our youth group. And at the end of the evening, they did a, they did a worship service. <clears throat> we had a few of us went down to pray and I remember my pastor, who was the founding pastor of this church, Ike, that we founded this church together back in 1997. I remember Ike coming by where I was, leaning over me like it was last night, whispering in my ear, God is gonna use you to do great things for his kingdom. Now, I was a 17-year-old kid. I was concerned about sitting next to the girl that I liked and praying that we would hold hands during a song. All right, that was where my mind was at. Ike, when he shared that, that day, I felt like God spoke to me through Ike. Now, Ike may have said that to everybody on the front. I have no idea. But for me, it encouraged me to love Jesus and look like him a little bit more. I think so many times we think of others speaking on behalf of the Lord, we have a framework of what that looks like. I want you, I want you to look with me. This is a great story in the book of Ephesians. Look at this. Paul says this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, all right? He qualifies the offices of the church. Then look at what he says in verse 12. Their responsibility, and I want you to circle this word if you've got it written in front of you or underline it in your, in your app, is to equip. Their role is to equip God's people to do his work, to build up the church, the body of Christ. My job is to take what God gives me through his word and give it to you, not to make you feel guilty, not so you leave like, oh, Mike really got after me this Sunday. My goal is that the Holy Spirit uses it to challenge you to look more like God's people. That word equip is an interesting word. I want you to write down. That word equip means to make something or someone completely adequate, meaning we are giving them what they need for the task that they're about to accomplish. So before both my kids went off to college, we had lesson in how to do laundry, right? They ain't never done laundry a day in their life. We equipped them so they would be adequate for the work that they were going to have to do when we weren't around 
to do it. Thank you, Jesus, all right? And so that was what our goal was, to equip them. Anne would sit down with them and talk about things. I would sit down with them and talk about things. What were we doing? We were equipping them. When, When God's people are used in others' lives, look at the way it goes on in that verse. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be, what's that word? God uses others to help you be all you were created to be. All right, I want you to write write this thought down. If you have the right others around you, show me the five closest people to you and show me the level of their walk with Jesus and I will tell you how God speaks through them to you. God set up a system in a church. Remember the body was meant to bless the body and that system is others and groups. Hebrews said it this way, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. God uses others to help you be all you were created to be. Sometimes it's to get over life's failures. Sometimes it's to get over life's humps. And if you're doing life alone, the voice of others, the voice of God through others will be silent in your life and you will not be able to decipher all that you could if you had the right people around you. Rather than me just tell you about it, I want you to listen to the amazing story of a precious North Star lady that experienced this in her journey. Check this out, would you? So I was born in a really small town. Um, My parents were really great parents, gave me lots of love and But I was a little rebellious. I was a little bit of a rule breaker. And so I pushed the limits when I got older in high school. When I left my parents' house to go to college, it was just, I thought it was gonna be the best, the best time of my life. My dad, who I love dearly, um, was an emotionally distant guy. And so I had a very empty, place in my heart for um, affirmation. So when I met someone at college who was four years older than I was and far more experienced and I just thought he hung the moon. Three months into the relationship, um, I got pregnant. I believed every lie that the enemy was telling me that if, if you have an abortion, no one will know. So I did. I, um, I had an abortion. And just immediately, it went from all roses and sunshine to what in the world have I done? And I remember coming back and all I wanted to do was lay in the bed. I couldn't even get up and go to class. 
I didn't talk about it with anyone. I also couldn't talk about it with God. So I just didn't for years and years. After the abortion, I married the guy that I had gotten pregnant by. We were divorced within two and a half years. So after several failed marriages, by this time I was divorced again. And it was during that period of my life that I had actually gotten involved in another relationship and it was time to turn around. And I got on my knees one night and I told God that uh, I needed him to take control. I didn't know what, even know what that looked like, but I needed him to take control. But I had three beautiful children that I love more than life. And it helped me understand the parent-child relationship, which helped me also understand how God could love me and how he must love me. I met my husband now, who uh, we actually met in Sunday school. And, um, and we got married. And it was different this time because this time, I was being obedient to God. I was seeking after Him. When I came here, and I think my husband felt the same, just felt right. I don't know how to explain it. And then got invited to a couple small group. So we got plugged into that small group, which has just it's been wonderful just having that small community where you have real friendships um, and you can support each other and be involved in each other's lives in the good and the bad. You know, when you're in a small group, you there's a confidentiality and trust where you can be honest and talk about real things that you wouldn't necessarily share in a larger group. And through um, the couple small group and um, my connection with Mike Wynn, that's how I became involved in the uh, post-abortion class. And women have come to that, and you get into that safe space of being together and being with people who have experienced something very, very similar to what you've experienced. If you just get over that first hurdle, that first fear, that first yelling, you know, the enemy yelling, your sin is worse than anybody else's sin. If you just get over that and walk forward in obedience, take that one step, and you get in that room with those women who are hurting just like you are, or have secrets that they think are larger than yours, or sins that they think is worse than yours, God breaks that wall just like that. And what He can do when that wall is broken, you can't even imagine it until you experience it. You can't imagine what he's got for you, what he can do in your life, not only in your life, but to use you to share with others and break down their walls. Don't wait one second to do that. He's a good, good God. 
and he wants so much good in your life. And the only thing that's standing in that, in that way sometimes is that fear that the lie of Satan's whispering in your ear. That's part of my anger towards him as he held me back for so many years. I was well into my 40s before I pushed past that. I don't let him steal another day of your joy. Would you guys join me and thank Sandy for sharing her story? <clears throat> wow. You know, it's so funny when you're in a group, Rich in here is in one of my groups. Sometimes God lays something on your heart and you share it in a group and you're just sharing your story, but he uses your story to bless somebody else's story. If we never share that, then that person's never blessed because we keep it to ourselves. God uses the body to bless the body. Second way God speaks to us is their words will align with what God has already said in his word. You know, <clears throat> as she shared that, boy, small groups played such a role, and I love it because we don't just do a small group push in January and August. We, you can get in a group anytime. And you can go, Jeffrey's gonna tell you in a few minutes how to do that. But what happens when somebody shares something, their words always align with God's words. I want you to put down the, the phrase guardrails, would you? Guardrails. God's word is the guardrails and their words always stay within those guardrails. If someone tells us something that's contrary to God's word, it's their opinion, it's not their voice, right? It's not what God was trying to tell you. <clears throat> We've all had light bulb moments about scripture when a pastor was teaching or we hear something and we're like, oh, and it always aligns with God's word. Look at what he said in 1 John. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. I want you to look at what he says next. You must, what's that word? Test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. How do we do that? Does it align with God's Word? Now, let's say this. We live in a world that there is, Okay, can we just say this? And I don't mean this in a bad way. We live in a pretty wacky world. Can we all agree on that? You can post the craziest thing on Facebook. Somebody's gonna agree with you, right? Somebody's gonna agree. Whether it's, it's a part of God's word, not a part of God's word, always know if God is speaking through someone, their words will align with his word. That's the way you always know it. It always aligns. You've got to be able to match those things up. I've had people come in my office and say crazy things. And, and this is the litmus test. Do their words. Push me. Look at 1 Corinthians. When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we give words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Spiritual truths are found in God's Word. And their word always lines up with his word. And number three, their words always won't be what I want to hear, but they will be what I need to hear. 
Sometimes God loves us enough to use a voice he knew we would listen to. It was the fall, I take the back, spring of 1996. We had just finished a weekend at the church I was serving in. Ann was in South Carolina with Casey. Casey was two at the time. We had just finished the greatest weekend in the history of the student ministry at that church. Jeffrey, who was just up here, was a part of that student ministry. We, had a, we rented a hotel. We had hundreds of students. I had one of the greatest speakers in the country come and speak to my kids for the weekend. And it just was a great weekend. So on Sunday, I had to drive him back to the airport. And so this gentleman was in his 40s. This gentleman, I, so he, he, was the, he was the oldest man in America with cystic fibrosis. I believe it was cystic fibrosis. He was operating on 30% lung capacity. It was all he had. And he knew he could pass any day. So he didn't mind hurting your feelings, all right? He was just one of those people, but I loved him. I loved him. We got in the car, head of the airport, and I said, Dave, I just wanna tell you, thank you for one of the greatest weekends of my life in ministry at that point. So at that point, I'm around 26, 27 years old, and I mean, we were, we were sky high, and he put his hand on my knee, I'm driving down Main Street, turning left on my column, or on Chastain. He puts his hand on my knee, and he said, your season and time at that church is done. It's time for you to begin to see what God has next. I was like, thank you for the great weekend, and now I don't know what to do with that comment. And so I remember driving to the airport, I was already wrestling with that. I was already wrestling with that. And God used his word to spur what ended up happening with North Star. It was the craziest thing. I remember Ann calling going, tell me about the weekend. I was like, it was great. What did Dave say at the end of the weekend? It's time for us to go. She's like, oh, don't tell me that, right? I mean, that's just, we're safety people, right? I've had two jobs in 29 or almost 30 years I don't change jobs a lot. God used him to tell me what I didn't want to hear, to get me what I, to get me to where I needed to be. Right? His word aligned with what God was already doing in my life. Look at Galatians. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, now think about what you would think. You should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Here's what I want you to know as we end today. God is always speaking if I'm in the right place and my heart is tuned towards him and he has my attention. You will never have a day where his voice isn't the voice that you needed.
Would you pray with me? Father, today, I thank you that you didn't leave us on this Christian journey to figure it out ourselves. Father, I thank you today that you didn't look at our lives and go, well, I'm just gonna let them just make it. But God, you created the body to bless the body. Father, may this be a church that every Sunday your word is open. Every Sunday your word is spoken. And God, may this be a place that in homes and businesses and Zoom meetings, believers share their walk with each other. And God, you use that walk to bless our walk. God, may we hear your voice. May we know what it sounds like. And God, may we walk in you. I pray this now in Jesus' name.